Chapter Number Seven of Molly Brown's Senior Days by Nell Speed. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Stolen Visit. One morning, not long after the stormy meeting in the commune room, Molly, racking her brain over the theory of mathematics, heard Otoyo's tap at the door she knew it was the little japanese nobody else could knock so faintly and still so distinctly come in she called and otoyo glided in as soft as a mouse you are much busy mees brown she asked retreating toward the door when she saw molly bending over her book oh i can spare a few moments for a dear little friend any day answered molly what's happened nothing wrong i hope the japanese girl appeared excited her eyes shone with more than their usual luster and she seemed hardly able to keep back the news she had to tell no nothing wrong something very right my honorable father is coming to wellington to see his humble little daughter oh i am so happy and miss sen executed a few steps of the boston she had lately learned to dance molly watched the plump little figure gliding about the room and smiled what a dear funny little person otoya was i'm so glad how joyful you must be when is he coming otoyo he has arriving otoyo broke off quickly excitement always strangely affected her english he has arrived now in new york and he will come here to-morrow for the end week week end you mean child now what shall we do to amuse him besides showing him the sights wouldn't you like us to give him a dance or a fudge party or something otoyo clasped her hands joyfully it will be enough for my honorable father to see all the beautiful young american ladies and the buildings he will not require of his humble daughter amusements he is much grateful to young ladies for kindness to little otoyo my honorable father will be thankful to you perhaps you would like us to go with you to the train to meet him molly suggested wondering why otoyo still lingered now that she had unburdened herself of the good news and had seen plainly that molly was very very busy but no otoyo thought so many young ladies at once might embarrass her honorable parent she would prefer to bring him to call at number five quadrangle on sunday afternoon if entirely acceptable it would be acceptable they would all be delighted and the crowd would be there to receive the honorable gentleman and now molly was sure otoyo would go but otoyo had something else on her mind evidently molly sighed not for words would she hurt her small friend's feelings but she did wish she could put a busy sign on the door it had been such a perfect time to study with nance at a lecture and judy practicing basketball will mees brown do me one great big favor 
began otoyo with some embarrassment yes indeed anything it appeared that otoyo was very anxious to call on professor green and she wished miss brown to go with her you have seen the honorable professor she asked innocently no i have been to inquire every day but miss fern told me he was not permitted to see visitors for the first time in their acquaintance molly saw otoyo show signs of real displeasure mees fern she repeated she cannot say no and yes it is for the nurse to say molly admitted that she had not seen the nurse then you will come cried otoyo with almost as much enthusiasm as she had shown over the coming visit of her honorable father but began molly you will so kindly go this afternoon broke in the voluble little japanese will four o'clock be an hour of convenience i really don't began molly again you said anything interrupted otoyo you will not go back on poor little japanese you will come she finished cocking her head on one side in her own peculiar irresistible manner molly glanced at the clock she had already lost nearly twenty minutes of her precious study hour very well little one come for me at four she said and otoyo fairly flew from the room before molly could change her mind out in the corridor miss sen danced the boston again just a pas seul to express her happiness of course mees brown should never know that she had just that moment come from seeing the great professor at four o'clock otoyo again appeared at the door of number five it was pouring down rain but she had no intention of releasing molly from her promise in her miniature raincoat and jaunty red felt hat she looked like a plump little robin hopping into the room you are ready asked otoyo why i never dreamed you would go in the rain began molly looking up from her writing otoyo's face lengthened and the corners of her mouth drooped disconsolately why bless the child molly aren't you ashamed to disappoint her cried judy from the divan where she was resting after her athletic labors why otoyo dear i didn't know you were so keen about it of course i'll go said molly remorsefully fumbling in the closet for her overshoes while nance calmly appropriated judy's raincoat from the back of a chair where the young woman had flung it and held it up for molly to slip into better take my umbrella she said molly had never owned a raincoat and couldn't keep an umbrella you know we may not be allowed to see him molly observed when the two girls had started on their wet walk down the avenue miss fern distinctly told judith blunt and me one day that he was not to see anyone except the family the doctor particularly did not wish him to see students who would remind him of his work and worry him miss fern know too much said otoyo 
making what she called a scare face by wrinkling her nose and screwing up her mouth miss fern very crossly sometimes adverbs adverbs otoyo admonished molly excuse a me said otoyo it is when i become a little warm here in my brain that i grow adverbial molly laughed in her heart there was a secret unacknowledged feeling of relief that she was going to try to see professor green in spite of miss fern it was a relief too to find herself in the outdoors after a long virgil of study the rain beat on her face and the fresh wind nipped her cheeks until they glowed with color you are much too small and feeble to come out in all this weather otoyo she said slipping her arm through her friends you are so tiny you may easily fall into a puddle and drown ah these is nothing cried otoyo in japan it rains oceans and for so long days and days without refraining from she was very apt to use big words instead of smaller ones her own language being exceedingly formal and grandiose nothing is dry not even within the edifices houses otoyo but a house is an edifice is it not yes but we wouldn't use such a showy word otoyo was still puzzling out why the longer word was not the better when they reached the infirmary the regular nurse of the infirmary who usually sat in the waiting-room was not visible to-day a freshman was ill and she was probably busy otoyo explained who is looking after the professor molly asked miss fern it appeared assisted by the infirmary nurse attended her cousin during the day and his sister nursed him at night having imparted this information in a loud whisper otoyo started upstairs on tippy-toe molly following somehow she felt quite courageous and not at all afraid of miss fern with the little japanese to lead her on all the doors were closed in the corridor above and on the ward room door hung a sign no admittance she must be quite ill whispered molly she has taken disease answered otoyo like this and she puffed out both jaws to the roundness of a full moon molly stifled a laugh mumps do you mean otoyo nodded it was so called to me by the honorable nurse she added gravely the two girls lingered a moment in the hall molly was opposed to rapping on the professor's door but otoyo amily but unswervingly persistent in attaining her ends gently tapped on the door come in called professor green's voice weak almost beyond recognition otoyo peeped into the room he is alone she whispered and with that she pushed molly through the door with arm of steel i will keep watch for ten minutes without then i will call she closed the door and molly found herself looking fearfully through the dim shadows cast by half-drawn green blinds at an emaciated face on the pillow 
her pulses throbbed and she wanted very much to cry indeed it required almost superhuman effort to keep back the tears was this emaciated wax-like face on the pillows her professors i'm afraid i ought not to be here she began in a low voice if you leave i shall cry said the professor won't you come nearer molly crept over to the bedside and stood looking down into the changed face only the brown eyes seemed the same she choked and tried to smile one must be cheerful with sick people and she hoped the professor would think it was the rain that had wet her cheeks shake hands miss molly said the professor lifting one transparent hand and then dropping it weakly with an impulse she could hardly explain she knelt beside the bed and put her hand over his you are much better she whispered i'll soon be well now he replied but i've been on a long journey it seems endless so many mountains to climb and rivers to cross such an impenetrable force he paused and shook his head i was beginning to get very tired and lonely too it's dismal taking the journey alone but i've come to the end now it's over again he paused and smiled i'm glad to find you at last i've been looking for you a long time i would have come sooner but she said no one was to see you the nurse molly shook her head my sister no miss fern i never was so bossed in my life a sudden strength came to his voice these women he added a tone of disgust the door opened and a toyo's voice was heard saying in a loud whisper ten minutes have passed away good-bye whispered molly will you come again he asked she nodded and tiptoed hurriedly out of the room she had caught a glimpse of the blue paper weight on the table during that stolen interview no wonder miss alice fern is so bossy with him she thought i suppose she has a right to be molly sighed somehow she wished she had not seen the blue paperweight it had spoiled all the happiness in the visit except of course her happiness over his recovery when the two girls reached the head of the stairs the door to the ward opened and the nurse looked out she exchanged a smiling nod with otoyo why miss sen you naughty little thing i believe this visit was all arranged beforehand exclaimed molly but miss sen only laughed and not one word of excuse or explanation would she give otoyo you are as deep as deep molly began but otoyo pressing closely to her side looked up into molly's face and smiled so sweetly it was impossible to scold her you are very kindly to humble little japanese girl she said better than all the young ladies of wellington i like you best miss brown there is no one so good and so beautiful you outrageous little flatterer you are changing the subject cried molly with all my honor i give you assurance that i speak truly you make me very happy then laughed molly 
but what has that got to do with professor green did i say there was any connecting asked otoyo innocently and so miss sen unfathomable and still guileless never explained about the stolen visit and molly brown baffled and still glad in her heart had to think up any explanation she could End of chapter 7